Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where Anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Katie Lambert, joined today by Sarah Dowdy. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Katie. Since you're the green editor, I thought this was a good question for you. Did climate change create a mysterious civilization 5,000 years ago? We think it did. And we think that because of some fish bones we found in a desert. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with what they did find in 2001. Archaeologists in the Norte Chico region of Peru found fish bones in a desert along with these giant stone mounds. But not that giant. Uh, if you were just going on the size of the mounds alone, they don't seem super impressive. They're no more than 85 feet tall, but still, there's something important about them. And what would that be, Sarah? They're really, really old. <laughs> <laughs> like older than the pyramids old. Older than the pyramids, much older than any of the Incan or Mayan pyramids, too, at least by a thousand years. So it could be that we've found the first complex civilization in the Americas, period. So let's talk a little bit more about what these archaeologists found and why it matters. So we've got these massive man-made structures, not too massive, but, you know, massive enough. Pretty sizable. Seashells and fish bones in the middle of a desert, some anthropomorphic figurines which were found in the city, and circular plazas and houses built from adobe wooden poles, cane, and mud. 
But the seashells and fish bones are the big part of the mystery here. We're really far away from water. There's no vegetation. It's 10 miles from the ocean. So how did they get there, right? And why would there be a civilization around a place where there is no water and no vegetation? NPR calls it a moonscape. That is a good... And if you look at pictures, if you... If you look up Norte Chico online, you'll see it does not look like it's part of this world. The theory goes that fishermen on the coast of Peru survived on the sea, and they were hunter-gatherers. And when I think of hunter-gatherers, I usually think of people picking berries. but Or cavemen hunting mammoths. Well, exactly. (laughs) But you can also be the kind of hunter-gatherer that gathers up clams and mussels on the seaside of Peru. But in 3000 BC, their whole lifestyle changed. And that's because the El Nino regular weather event started to shift up a little. El Nino brings heavy rains and warms up the ocean around South America. And it's a cyclical event. It usually is tied to the hurricane season and happens every couple years. But when the El Nino cycle started picking up, it started to really mess with the climate of North Chico or the coastal area. Right. There, there was a lot more rain and the ocean temperature went up, which was the kicker because all the cold water fish left and the clams and mussels died. Yeah. And there was also a lot of rain and flooding. So they decided to move inland, being the enterprising hunter-gatherers that they were. But that <laughs> changed everything. So climate change had made this area, the Norte Chico area, into something more fertile because there was so much more rain. Yeah, and it was easy to irrigate. People actually still have simple irrigation systems in the area. So they learned how to irrigate. They started cultivating crops like squash, cotton, beans, and avocados, and they traded them for fish like anchovies with the coastal people. And so that's how we ended up with fish bones in the middle of the desert. Mystery one solved. Yeah, it was a symbiotic relationship between the fishermen who remained at the coast and the people living in these centralized cities because they were growing cotton, weaving nets. They could trade those to the fishermen. They, in return, would get fish. And it all worked out. And it was the start of civilization in the Americas. Which is... Pretty big accomplishment, yeah. For <laughs> these little hunter-gatherers in Peru, so they've got flourishing trade, and they start building. And because of this kind of food production and trade, they need a more centralized society. So they all start building houses and developing a government, and possibly even developing an organized religion, which is why we ended up with those little anthropomorphic figurines. Not to mention building these mounds, which are, they are actually described as birthday cakes. Yeah, big stone birthday cakes. Yeah, I kind of like the sound (laughs) of that. Uh, They covered them in plaster and would paint them colors and probably had a religion and were had all the hallmarks of civilization, except a few, right? Right. They didn't... The things that the archaeologists didn't find were perhaps more significant, almost. They didn't find pottery. They didn't find weapons or art or dependency on a staple grain crop. The lack of ceramics seems especially odd to me, that you could have the technology to build these enormous mounds. They actually wove... uh, baskets out of reeds to carry these huge loads of rocks and plaster to cover them. Right. It took a lot of energy and they were constantly remodeling and replastering things. So it wasn't like they just built them and that was the end of it. It was an ongoing labor of love. It seems like ceramics would 
be born from that. But they haven't found a single shard of pottery anywhere. No. <laughs> and because of that, some people say you wouldn't consider it a civilization at all because ceramics is one of the hallmarks of a civilization as well as urbanization, you know, having urban centers, which this one maybe did and maybe didn't. They it's, had meeting places. They did, which is part of the reason for those, those sunken plazas. Uh, they also might have had a proto-writing system called quipu, which was, it looks like knots on strings, basically. Could have just been a mnemonic device, but something, some kind of rudimentary writing, perhaps. And they might have also had music. Several flutes have been found. And we have a great quote from Professor Winifred Creamer, who is an anthropologist at Northern Illinois University. And she said, The people who built the first of these structures had no model to go by, no precedent to use in building a monument. It's a bit like deciding to build a functioning spaceship in your backyard and succeeding. I like that. I love that because (laughs) seriously, think about it. You had absolutely no model. This is the very start of civilization. Yeah, we're used to seeing the pyramids and seeing the Incan and Mayan pyramids. So these little hills don't look like much to our eyes. But imagine if you'd never seen something like that. And the other cool thing is that, of course, this is the exact place where we stopped being hunter-gatherers and started forming into societies. And this civilization may have spawned other Andean cultures, and it seems like some of those traditions went out across South America as well. Definitely. But like most civilizations, this did not last forever. They were around for about a thousand years before there was another shift in climate that made irrigation too difficult. So they might have abandoned their little complex of cities, but they did adapt. So presumably these people lived on to start up new civilizations or at least new communities. Right. And they're not the only civilization that was affected by this sort of climate shift. Some people say that China's Tang Dynasty, which fell in 907 AD, may have been also because of climate shift, which altered the monsoon season. Yeah. And around the same time, oddly enough, on the other side of the world, the Mayan civilization started to fall. And people have linked that to a lot of different things. By the end of the Mayan civilization, they were in Big trouble for many reasons, but <laughs> it's hard uh, to pinpoint one cause. Yeah, they had some problems by then, but a series of droughts might have been what did them in. They were already maxed out for the food they could grow for the size of their population. And you have a drought for a few years and you don't know when it's going to end. That's it. Well, and that was the point in agriculture based society in the face of those kinds of changes it has to adapt or it ends. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing to think about in the face of water shortages, just the ways the civilization has to adapt to move on. And that's the final word from our green editor. (laughs) (laughs) So if you'd like to check out the article, Did Climate Change Create a Mysterious Civilization 5,000 Years Ago? And also check out the Stuff You Missed in History Class blog and Sarah's Green blog. Go to our homepage at www.howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the Stuff You Missed in History Class blog on the howstuffworks.com homepage.
As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wooden! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk, can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.